I suck at kayaking. <laughs> Ever since I met my husband, start over. I suck at kayaking. Before I met my husband, Steve, I'd been, oh, a handful of times. And every time I went, I just could never figure out what the appeal was. I found myself just miserable inside the kayak. I always thought it was really dangerous. It was uncomfortable. And I pretty much just decided that kayaking was not ever going to be one of those things that I was ever going to do. I'd crossed it off my list of activities. So imagine my dismay when, after having met and dating Steve for, oh, a couple weeks, I see the inside of his garage for the first time. And there, hanging on the wall, are two brightly colored sea kayaks just yearning to be in the water. And I look at him and I say, uh, are those your kayaks? <laughs> and he begins to very excitedly tell me how much he loves kayaking and how many places he's been and why he loves it and on and on and on. And boy, gosh, Angela, wouldn't that be great if you and I could go kayaking together? I really look forward to that. And I knew right then and there that if I was going to continue to date this guy, I was either going to have to come up with some really extravagant excuse as to why I couldn't ever possibly put my ass in one of those damn kayaks again, <laughs> or I was just going to have to suck it up and do it. So sure enough, a couple weeks later, he calls and he invites me to go kayaking on the Columbia River with him. And he says, you know, I'd really like to take you out to this island, it's called Government Island, and you know, we'll, we'll pack a lunch, and we'll bring a bottle of wine, and we'll go, we'll paddle out there, and we'll hang out, and we'll have this gorgeous day out on the island. You're going to love it, Angela. And I say, you know, shit, you know, I, I, I don't know how to kayak. I, I you know, I suck at it. I, I don't like it. And he's like, you know, you'll be fine. You know, it's, it's easy. We'll, we'll, I'll show you how to do it. We'll put the kayaks in. So I agree to go, and... We, you know, go to the Columbia a couple weeks later and get the, get the boats in the water. And sure enough, as I pretty much imagined it and predicted, it was awful. I, I was literally just stuck in one place, not able to move. Of course, it didn't help that the wind was just gusting and the waves were really high, the current was really strong. But, you know, I, I literally, I, I hated it. And Steve was, you know, feet, hundreds of feet ahead, and he'd paddle back towards me, and then he'd paddle up, and then he'd paddle back. And after circling around for about five times, he finally comes up next to me, and he says, you know, um, do you want me to give you a little tip? And, you know, I'm not one who likes to take instruction from someone else. I usually like to figure it out on my own, but, of course, I hadn't moved, and I thought, you know, if I'm going to get there, I need to <laughs> So he says, in his very logical, engineering-like way of putting things, he says, you know, Angela, it's really very simple. You just have to apply the maximum force of the paddle perpendicular to the vector in which you want to flow, or some crazy shit <laughs> And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I said, Steve, I'm not stupid. I understand the physics of flow. I'm just having a really hard time applying it right now. <laughs> Needless to say, we didn't make it out to the island that day, and we didn't kayak for a while thereafter. <laughs> but we did continue to date, 
And here we are a couple months now later, and it's now August, and it's one of those incredibly hot summer days where it's over 100 degrees, and if you don't have air conditioning, you're trying to figure out how to stay cool. So Steve suggests, hey, let's, let's take the kayaks to the Sandy River. And of course, he had actually been there a week before. He had been there with a friend of his, and he had done this route, and he said, you know, I feel very confident that you can do this. It's easy, you know, we'll just, you know, the, the current will take us down, and it'll be really mellow. And, and what he didn't tell me was that there's this area, there's this part uh, that has rapids in it. And um, that when he had gone the week before, his friend, who is a very experienced kayaker, had actually flipped his kayak in the rapids. But he didn't tell me this. He just thought, you know, I don't know what the hell he was thinking, actually. But he thought, you know, I'll take, you know, we'll, we'll go. So I begrudgingly agreed to, you know, go. And, of course, I'm already letting him know that it's going to suck and I hate I'm doing this for you, you know. And so we, we uh, the, the, where we went is uh, Oxbow Park to Dabney. So we, we took two cars and we did a little drop-off and... And if any of you have been there, this is about a five-mile uh, paddle down the river. And in the middle of this is a is canyon where it's inaccessible by by car. So anyway, we we put our you know drop our cars off. We put our kayaks in, and uh, and I'm already miserable. I've already, of course, decided a long time ago that this is just going to suck, and I'm hating it, and it's hot, and. If any of you have, you know, if you've lived in Portland long enough, you know that Sandy, the Sandy River on a really hot summer day can often resemble a floating trailer park. There's, you know, hundreds of people that are lining the beaches and lots of little naked children running around and pit bulls and, you know, people like on their rafts and and they're you know floating down in their on their inner tubes and they're pulling you know coolers of beer behind them and everyone's just drunk and oblivious to what's going on and so that's where we were. <laughs> I'm supposed to have fun, you know. So so we're on the water and I'm pissed off and finally we pull over and I say Steve, you know, I'm like Steve, I, I need to get out of this water. It's hot. I'm hungry and can we please just you know take a break and so we're finding a place to pull over. And as we're trying to find a little beach, we see this group of teenagers on the side of the, on, on the beach. And, and uh, there's about five or six of them. And as we get closer, um, you know, we see that there's, they're all tattooed and, you know, they've got piercings and they're all sunburned and beard cans lying around. And, and we get closer and we see that there's this lump of something in the middle of the group. And we pull up and I see that this lump is a human body lying on the ground. So we pull over about 20 feet downstream and we both get out of our kayaks and without saying anything to each other, we start heading up to this, this group and Steve kind of mumbles sarcastically, you know, God damn, Hippocratic Oath, you know, God, we have to take care of these people. And, and so we go and, um, and as we approach the group, I tell them, I say, you know, I'm Angela, I'm a doctor, you know, is there anything I can do? It looks like, you know, you guys need some help. And, and uh, I then, you know, look at this, this body, and initially I thought he was dead. I, he looked really bad. He was lying face down in the water in a pool of vomit, 
and his color was like the most gross gray color I've ever seen. And he's like half in the water, half out, and, and he is not moving. He's completely out. And I immediately bend down and I start making sure he's breathing and has a pulse. And his, his breathing is really shallow and, and he's got like this really weak pulse. And, and I check his pupils and they're dilated. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy needs to get out of here and he needs to get out of here fast. He's, he's going down. So I say this to his friends, like, you guys, your friend is really sick and he needs to get out of the water and he needs to get out of the heat. And he needs some medical attention, like, now. And they all just kind of, you know, blankly stare at me. And one of his friends kind of, you know, kicks him. And he's like, Fernando, you know, hey, cut that shit out. You know, wake up. And Fernando doesn't budge. <laughs> so Steve, fortunately, has his cell phone. So he immediately calls 911. And we, you know, I'm, you know, surprisingly had self-service, but it was a little spotty, and he was able to tell them that we are, you know, on the river, and we're in this canyon area, and they said, you know, we can't come to you, there's no access, can you bring him out, can you bring him down the water, and, uh, and we'll come to you by boat, we'll meet you. And so we instantly, you know, start trying to figure out how we're going to do this, and we grab one of their rafts, and we tie it to Steve's kayak, and we start negotiating with these guys. We're like, hey, you guys, we'll take your friend out of the water, but some, you guys need to help us, you know, because we're going to he's going to be in this boat, and, and someone's going to need to keep him in the, in the raft. And surprisingly, one of their friends agreed to, you know, float alongside and make sure Fernando stays in the raft. So we uh, heave him into this raft, and when we do this, I see that he's now, you know, shit his pants, and he's, you know, I'm thinking this guy is, like, losing all bodily function, and it's not looking good. And, and as we roll him over, he, I notice that he has this big wad of car keys tied to his, his belt loop. You know, I just, okay. So we start going, and Steve takes off, and I take off after him, and the guy's holding on to the raft to keep Fernando in the boat, and we had gone maybe five or ten feet, and the friend had dropped off. And so Steve and I look at each other, and we're like, okay, it's just the three of us, and only two of us are awake, you know? So it's our job now to keep Fernando alive and in the boat until we can get him to safety. So Steve is going down the river, and I'm paddling behind him, and now it's my job to keep Fernando in the boat. So I'm paddling behind, and I'm keeping up with Steve, and we're, you know, going between all these rafters and people floating in the river, and everyone else is oblivious to the fact that we're saving this guy's life, right? And we're floating down the river, and next thing you know, we turn this corner, and there's the rapids. And normally, I would have stopped and freaked out and told Steve, you know, I can't do this, and why did you take me here? And we have to pull our kayaks out and walk around, and this time I didn't even think twice. I couldn't think twice, because Steve's taken off, and I gotta make sure Fernando's still in the boat. And um, he, you know, go, starts going through rapids, and I go after him. And I'm, you know, suddenly, like, in the zone. And I find my line, and I'm, like, going through these rapids, and I'm, you know, bouncing off the rocks and the, all the branches, and Fernando's bouncing, and, and I'm keeping him in the boat. And, you know, next thing you know, we, you know, make it out. And it was exhilarating. It was awesome. And next thing you know, we're, you know, going down, and, and I don't know, it was like 30 minutes more, and we're paddling like crazy. I mean, we are tired, and it is still, like, the heat of the day. 
And we finally hear the megaphone that, you know, hey, we're here to save you. And we, <laughs> we meet these guys and, you know, we deliver our package to them. And, they, you know, they pick him up and they start asking, you know, what's going on? You know, what's, you know, what happened? And I say, you know, I, he's Fernando, you know, I, I don't know nothing else. And uh, so Steve and I are just very thankful that we have, you know, He's no longer our responsibility and that he's in good hands. And so we get back in our boats and we're just exhausted and we're not saying a word to each other and we just finally paddle to our destination. We get to Dabney Beach and we pull our kayaks out and we pull out, you know, Fernando's raft and we rinse it off. We rinse out all the vomit and all the shit that's in there and and we're we plunk ourselves down on the on the sand. And we're just we're now waiting for his friends. And because we want to, you know, give the, give the raft over. And, you know, 30 minutes later, his, his friends finally come rafting down. And we're, you know, waving. Because, you know, hey, you know, hey, we, we saved Fernando. We're, you know, he's okay. And here's his raft. And, and his friends just keep floating on by. <laughs> <laughs> they saw us, but they kept floating on by. And... It was about that time that we hear the helicopter above us, and we look up and we see that it's the rescue helicopter, and I said, wow, there goes Fernando. <laughs> and Steve says, yeah, and there goes all of Fernando's friend's car keys. <laughs> so, kind of sunk in what had just happened. And I said, Steve, man, do you realize that had we not been there, you know, Fernando might be back on that beach dead, you know? He's like, yeah. He goes, you know what else I realized? He goes, you know how to kayak. <laughs> he said, you were right on my tail. You kept up with me the entire time. And those rapids, he goes, Dave flipped over in those rapids last week. You know, he's like, that was amazing. You really do know how to kayak. And I was like, yeah, I do know how to kayak. And I thought, you know, God, I've been telling myself this same story for years and years and years that I couldn't kayak and I suck and I hate it and all this shit. And I've just been, you know, on and on the same old story in my head. And I started thinking, God, how many other things have I missed out on by telling myself that same thing, that, you know, I can't do it? What else have I missed? Well, that happened several years ago. And since then, Steve and I have been kayaking a lot more. And we actually finally did make it out to Government Island. We had our romantic picnic. And I often think about Fernando. And I like to believe that he's alive and well and that he's hopefully found some new friends. And, <laughs> and I also think that how fortunate I am, or how fortunate he is, that we happened to come across him that day. That we just happened to be there and, and were able to bring him to safety. But I also think that I'm the fortunate one, that I met Fernando. Because not only did he teach me how to get out of my head and be able to appreciate the experience and be able to do 
you know, what it, what it, the, the, for what it is. The, the, he also taught me how to kayak. <laughs> so I'd like to say thank you, Fernando. <laughs>